Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and I welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. There is nothing that's too hard for the Lord to help you to overcome. Even if it's been that way for years and decades, even if others and experts have told you that it's hopeless, that's just talking about what men can do. And there's a lot of things men can't do. But with God, all things are possible. Why don't you say it out loud, with God, God, all things things are are possible. And with those that believe, all things are possible. That means the thing you thought was impossible is actually possible. (laughs) The thing you were told couldn't happen, can't happen. Uh, I know it's a a phrase that I uh, got out of my vocabulary a number of years ago. And depending on what part of the world you're in, it's popular, uh, it's just normal talk for people to say, oh, oh, that, that's impossible. That's impossible. Uh, certain countries and cultures, that's their kind of their standard thing. And there's, but I, every time I hear it, even if I don't correct them, I'm saying to myself, oh, no, <laughs> with God, <laughs> right? Uh, it's not, not them that needs to be corrected per se, but I need to know what I believe, and I need to know if the Lord told us to do it, it is possible, right? Even if everybody around you says, oh, no, that's impossible, impossible. No, it's possible. So it's possible for you to feel better in your body. Hmm? Yes, it is. It is. It's possible to get caught up in your finances. Come on, somebody needs to say it. It's possible. It's possible. Not not only get caught up, but get ahead. Uh, Get out of the the being the needy one and get to being the giver. Hallelujah. Helping people in need instead of being the one in need. God delights in doing things like that. He's the deliverer. He's the restorer. He delights in showing mercy, the scripture says. So say it out loud, with God God, is possible, possible. and to those that believe, and I believe, believe. hallelujah, I'm a believer, and so it's possible to me because I'm a believer. It's possible with God because all things are possible with Him. So um, don't believe everything you hear, (laughs) but believe everything God tells you. Amen. Father, all of us agree together is touching this, asking for the utterance, the anointing. Uh, you're already showing us exactly what we need to see and know and say and do today 
right now in this situation. And we reach out to you for more. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look, please, in Hebrews, the third chapter. Let's continue in our study. We've been looking at what we've, a series that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. It is a, a present, pervasive enemy. We live in a world that is full of darkness. In fact, 1 John, uh, one translation talks about that the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. The whole world lies in darkness. And um, we, don't, we don't realize the difference because this is all we've ever known. We were born into this, but it's a dark place. It's full of curse. It's full of death. And if you don't have light and life and, and the Lord's help, You'll just caught, you'll be swept up in it and you'll experience the same fear, confusion, depression everybody else does. And you'll think, well, it can't be helped. That's life. No, that's not life. That's existence here and now. But there is life, the Zoe life of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit. And they are life. And you can tell it's, it's not a, a hidden mystery. When words of life are ministering to you, they quicken you. They stir you. They excite you. They give you the answer. They give you peace and joy. Words of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're stronger than words of death. Now they spoke words of death. These people that we're reading about in Hebrews 3, he said, don't harden your heart in verse 8 like they did. Verse 10, he said, I was grieved with that generation. They always err in their heart. They've not known my ways. Verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. We've got a, a handout on the website that's called a, a checklist for believers, you know, symptoms of unbelief. And uh, just go there on the website, faithschool.org, and you can print it out. You can look at it. And it's got a, a, a kind of a checkbox thing of the th symptoms we've seen of unbelief studying these 10, now 11 cases that the uh, New Testament refers us to. Um, one of the first ones was fear. And so that's part of the checklist. Are you afraid, full of fear, panicky? Well, see, that's a symptom of not believing God, not trusting God. And uh, one, one symptom was blaming other people, uh, complaining, being unthankful, being disrespectful, looking back to the past, arguing, uh, getting embroiled in strife, and one of them was talking death, talking death. Did you notice over and over again when things got bad, one of the, they were so quick to jump to this, we're all going to die out here in the wilderness. Why go there? Why is that your immediate go-to? Huh? You've you got to watch it. The enemy's always trying to program you into a loop. Now, we know with computers, 
you can loop things. What does that mean? It just repeats. It just repeats over and over. And didn't he get them in a loop? Yes. Mm-hmm. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. What do you want for breakfast? We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do after supper? Well, we're all going to die. So no need to plan. We're all... Now you're laughing, but this is happening all over the planet. You, you'll hear it because people, they just keep, they keep saying the same thing and don't realize that what they're saying. Oh, there's just no way. There's just no way. I, I just don't see any way. There's just no way. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. How is that going to help anything or anybody? See, that's unbelief. That's choosing not to believe, choosing not to trust God. And with the same energy and same breath, you could say something that would take you out of it instead of keep you in it. The Bible said faith even calls those things that be not as though they were. Even though you don't see how, you could still choose to say, we are going to make it. Huh? Think about it. We're not going to make it. We are going to make it. Amen. Is that insignificant? People say, oh, it's just, you know, words, what do they mean? God created the planet with words. Amen. The star that shines on us. Words created everything. And so it shouldn't be a shock to us that words can change what words created. And God even works with your words. He said, by your words, Jesus said, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned or judged. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why it's important to hear the right thing and look at the right thing, because that's how you get things in you. And then when the pressure comes, whatever you're full of is going to pop out of your mouth. Huh? Good or bad. You know, if all you've been doing is watching horror uh, shows and movies and clips and all this kind of stuff, if all you've been doing is talking dark stuff, then when pressure comes and you need something, what's going to come out of you? Whatever you're full of, it's going to be death. It's going to be fear. You don't want to feed on fear. There's enough fear around you all the time. You want something to help push back against the fear. To resist the fear. You want to feed on the word of God that's full of light and full of life and full of peace. And that's why we have faith school. You feel we're up, you know, uh, approaching 600 faith lessons now. Well, you reckon if we're reading the word of God and it's anointed and we're talking faith and life and truth, if you heard 20 messages, 30 messages, 50 messages, 200 messages on faith, you reckon you could get full of faith? You could, you could begin to get full of life and then when pressure comes, some kind of challenge, some kind of need and it pushes on you, it's just like a sponge. When you push on the sponge, what's going to come out? Whatever was in the sponge, right? Whatever the sponge had soaked up, whether it's something nasty or something good. But when you, like a sponge, are soaking up the Word of God, hallelujah, Hallelujah. makes me want to do some more faith school. 
You're soaking it. Why? And then something pushes on you. Something tries to tell you that you can't, that it won't, that it never will, that there's no way. Immediately when you, when you sense that pressure, you go, yes, there's a way. Yes, God can do it. He's done it before. He'll do it again. We will make it. We are overcomers, right? And that's all God needs to work with. You're giving him something to confirm, something to work with. But when you, you know, you feed on junk all the time, you feed on ungodliness, fear, and you get full of fear. When any little thing comes along, you go, oh, we can't make it. Oh, it's too bad. And oh, I get scared. And oh, I panic. And oh, there's no way. And the enemy has a right to work with that. And wrong spirits can get involved. And try to steal, try to kill, try to destroy. There's no way we're not going to make it. God will help us. We will make it. (laughs) I mean, that's night and day. That's life and death. That's faith and unbelief. Unbelief robbed them, but it doesn't have to rob you. Say it out loud. I refuse to let evil unbelief, fear and doubt, rob me. Of the blessings of God. Keep me out of the plan of God. I refuse to. I choose to. Believe God. I can. I will. Do all. He helps me to do. Amen. We will make it. We will make it. Are we going to be able to pay our bills? You know, sometimes I, t- I tell our church people, so, will, we, will we have enough? Reckon we'll have enough? No. We'll have more than enough. More than enough. Huh? Yes. And we do. And we have for decades, year after year after year. All our bills are paid. All our needs are met. That's not luck. That's not chance. And it's not because we've done everything perfect or better than everybody else, except maybe talk some faith. <laughs> Come on, are you listening? Instead of begging and saying we're not going to make it, we always say, oh no, we'll make it. We call every bill paid. I call every need met. Huh? Call every debt paid off. We'll finish everything strong and do everything the Lord leads us to do. We'll be well able. Somebody say well able. Well, we'll be well able. Well able. So here he said, verse 12, take heed, brethren lest there be in any of you this evil heart of unbelief. Go back to Numbers 16. Let's continue in our study with this. We saw Korah, Dathan, Abiram, On, these 250 princes uh, in a a well-organized rebellion against Moses and Aaron to overthrow their leadership and to replace them And we know already what they've got in mind is going back to Egypt. And, uh, you know, the last time that uh, Moses was gone for just a couple of months, they made some gold calves (laughs) to replace God with. They said, this Moses guy, we don't know what happened to him. We need some new gods to help us. It, It seems so ridiculous But don't underestimate the temptation of the enemy and how you can get get foggy in your thinking and understanding if you don't stay close 
to the Lord and his light. And um, you, you really begin to see how significant godly leadership is. Because you notice, as soon as Moses wasn't there for just a few weeks, even Aaron went off the rails. You see that? And if you study the, the Old Testament and the Kings and Chronicles, you'll see over and over again, they had a good king, things went good, they went the right way, and then they had a bad king, lost everything they had, went the wrong way, the enemy came in, took them over, they cried out to God, God raised them up a champion, a leader, they got free. How many times that cycle had happened? Good leader, they came out, bad leader, they went down. Huh? Over and over and over again. So it matters who you associate with. And it matters who your leaders are and who you listen to. And it matters who you follow. Because even if you're talking physically following whoever you follow, wherever they wind up, that's where you wind up too. Is that right? Because you followed them there, be it a good place or a bad place. And what happened in Numbers is when all, number 16, when all that crowd gathered together against Moses and Aaron, the Lord said, verse 21, I'm going to separate yourselves from this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces and said, oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be wroth with the whole congregation. So this is some more intercession. And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the congregation, get you up from about the tabernacle. Verse 26, he, he told the people, depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men. Separate yourselves from them. Uh, a few lessons back we got into this, talking about how the New Testament says the very same thing. 1 Corinthians uh, 6 talks about, um, or 2 Corinthians talks about, uh, what fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness? And he said, separate yourselves, come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing. That's exactly what he said here. Separate yourselves, don't touch any of their stuff. Why? Lest you perish with their destruction. What happens to them? The book of Revelation talks about that. He, he cautioned one of the churches. He said, uh, uh, come out from her, separate yourself from her, lest you partake of her sins and her destructions, her punishments. Well, it's just as true today as it was then, whoever you hang around. You don't want to hang around. The Bible said, he that walks with wise men will be wise himself, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Now, it didn't even say you were a fool, but you've been hanging around with fools. Is that right? And you can wind up being at the wrong place at the wrong time and get caught up in what happened to them. Uh, child of God, it is imperative that we be led by the Spirit every day of our lives. Yes, you want to confess the 91st Psalm. Yes, you want to say God protects me and keeps me, but there's a manward side that's our responsibility. When he tells you don't go somewhere, don't go there. If he tells you don't be mixed up in that, don't be involved with them, don't get involved with them. Come on, are y'all listening, class? When he tells you, okay, uh, you planned this, but stop. And, and every day, all through the day, 
you want to be checking inside, checking inside, checking inside. Go to Proverbs, the third chapter. You can hold your place there in, in uh, Numbers. But Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, My son, forget not my law, let your heart keep my commandments. Now, his commandments include everything he tells you to do. If he tells you to do something or not do it, that's a commandment. What's the result of doing what he tells you to do? Length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Does that sound good to anybody? But what if you won't listen to what he tells you to do? Well, then you don't get verse 2. Verse 2 comes after verse 1, right? Look in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. God gave us a mind. He gave us an understanding. We're supposed to use it. We're not supposed to follow it and make our decisions based on our analysis. Most people do, but the child of God is not supposed to. You use your mind. You think. You research. You analyze. You reason. You rationalize. But when it comes time to make the decision, you don't go with this. You go with this. Hmm? Are y'all with me, class? That's also how you stay safe. Because there will be times your head says, oh, it's okay. And your heart says, "Uh uh-uh, don't do it. There will be other times your head says, I don't know about that. Heart says, do it. (laughs) And you don't know enough up here to get it right. There's not knowledge of the future and, and, you know, global wisdom and universal wisdom up here. It's just not there. (laughs) But the one inside you, oh, hallelujah, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of God, the spirit of truth. That's what one of the things Jesus said he would do. He will lead you. He'll guide you. He'll bring all things to your remembrance. He'll show you. Somebody say show you. Show you. He will show you even things to come. But that's not coming from here. The, the Spirit of God's not just in your head. He's inside you, in, in your heart. Your heart is the core of your being. What does it say here? Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. Don't lean to your understanding. See, isn't that what the people that were doing, that were grieving the Lord and displeasing Him, they were saying, these giants are way too big to fight. These walls are way too big to get through. And we're too little and we don't have the weapons and we don't have the experience. Reasoning. Can you see that? Reasoning. Understanding. Don't be led by reasoning. Don't be led by analysis. Don't be led by, you know, well, we did a search. We did a thorough search. And we looked at, you know, three million different entrances. And that doesn't mean you know anything. Huh? Because, you know, if nobody on there knew the answer, and what you'll find so many times is, yeah, there was 3,000, but the 2,900 just copied the first one that they heard. <laughs> so it's really the same answer, just repeated all these times. They heard it from somebody else, and they heard it from somebody else. You don't have to go 
by second, third, fourth, thousandth hand info. You can go straight to the source. Oh, I don't know if you heard that or not. You can go straight to the source of the wisdom of God. The one who lives inside you, not thinks, not looking for, knows. Knows the answer, knows the right way, knows the plan of God, knows the truth. And all you got to do is check from here down here and look for it and ask, Lord, show me that. And all it's got to do is get from here to here. And then you know it. And you didn't figure it out. You didn't reason it out. You didn't research it out. He just showed you. And now you know. That's the way, oh, what an advantage. That's the way a child of God can and should operate. Keep reading the rest of this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Complete trust that he will show me. He will guide me. So go ahead and say it out loud. He is leading me. He is guiding me. He's ordering my steps. He's directing my paths. And he will cause me to see and cause me to know everything I need to know. The Bible says you have an unction, an anointing of the Holy One, and you know all things. Doesn't mean you're omniscient, but it means you know everything you need to know because of that anointing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Use your understanding. Don't rely on it to make your decision. In all your ways, verse 6, are you there? In all your ways. How many of them? How many of them? Just the big stuff. Just them, just, just on Sunday morning. Huh? No. In every, I, I, we're talking about breakfast. We're talking about getting dressed. We're talking about driving to work. We're talking about going to the grocery store. Somebody say, in all your ways. In all your ways. Do what? Just acknowledge him. Just be aware of him. Don't rely and think you got it all under control. Check in and ask. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Ask him, look to him, check, and what will happen? What, what will happen? Not, not mine. He shall direct your path. If you are being directed by the Lord, will you wind up at the right place? You will, you'll wind up at the right place at the right time every time. Which means you'll be spared, you'll be protected, you'll be provided for, you'll be anointed. But it was necessary that you not just rely on this, you trust with this and in everything. Somebody say everything. All your ways. I mean, that's, that's everything. You are continually checking in, checking in, checking in, checking in. Look, you're using your head. But you're checking in. That's how you make your decision. Well, our time's up again today. How many think this is a glorious way to live? This is a victorious, safe, blessed way to live. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome 
the world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.